Hello there, you fantasy choreographers. This is the Fantasy Map, the most popular podcast about a 16-team salary cap Superflex fantasy football league in the Mid-Atlantic region. Its sole purpose is to harass the owners of the league for their every decision. However, our audience keeps growing, so y'all don't seem to have a life as well. Welcome to the Mid-Atlantic premiere. Today, we have CJ of the Jagannath, 3 and 4, Scott of the Frederick Scrubs, 4 and 3, and myself, owner of the Imesville Cartographers, 0 and 7. Gentlemen, today we have a trade to analyze, games to review, matchups to predict, but we're also going to go through multiple teams and ask, are they a pretender or are they a contender? Now, first, I just want to say hello. Welcome to the podcast. Neither of you have been on before. How does it feel to be on the podcast? Most popular podcast, by the way. Well, it feels, feels good, you know? It feels, feels like shit. Feels... <laughs> oh, God, no. We just talked about cussing. Uh, rule number one. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's edit this part out. Uh, no, we're not editing this part out. We can't do that. Now, we should admit, we are in a new environment for this podcast recording. We are purposely drinking, and there will be a drinking game later on that you can join us or not um but like let's get right into it and talk about the one real trade that happened this week the vienna rams received Jahan dotson who is six dollars or two percent of our salary cap and on a two-year deal and the maniac loose cannons receive rams 2024 second round pick and alex pierce wide receiver who's three dollars or one percent of our cap also on a two-year deal. Scott, let's start with you. What do you think about this trade? Um, you know, I get it enough. You, you you have enough wide receivers as it is, so why not ship one out, try to get a second-round pick for later, and then reset? Uh, you also get Alec Pierce in return, which is probably a goose egg on your bench for a while, but, you know, could, could be worse. I mean, it's nice to move stuff, right? Get some value in the future. Yeah, I mean, I think wide receiver-wise, you definitely get an increase there. I think Dotson has proven to be a little bit better than Pierce at this point in time. Pierce has got some good size, but we just really haven't seen like enough from Pierce to get anything out of him outside of you know zero points at this point. But yeah, I like Dotson. But yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of building up for the future with the the draft picks there. Yeah, and I think another thing that's really important to consider is for both of these teams, the upcoming twenty twenty four rookie draft has a bunch of really good rookie wide receivers in it. I think Vegas has 5.5 wide receivers going in the first round next year. So both of these guys could be on the chopping block. I know the podcast was trying to convince me that Jahan Dotson was the actual number one wide receiver on the Commanders this season. I'm not sure if that's been borne out by reality. But I think that's another big emphasis which is why i i give loose cannons to win here give me another second another chance at a really good wide receiver crop yeah i totally agree okay now let's get into next week's game or excuse me this previous week's games the joe's primo team four and three defeated the ironville cartographers oh and seven 91 to 32 i think the most interesting thing about this is the Joes dodged an absolute bullet. Obviously, anyone going up against me is going to win. But he had three players that started give him a goose egg. And somehow he had 11 people on his team that were on bye. And that's not including Anthony Richardson, who's on IR. I've never seen this before. The bench scored zero points in total. 
It's pretty incredible. <laughs> That's amazing <laughs> to me. Joe's run into a pretty rough stretch here. Obviously, the Richardson, you know, ordeal is just kind of deafening. But yeah, it's just it's a tough stretch that we're running into. But zero points from your bench is not a lot of optimism outside of that, unfortunately. <laughs> it definitely doesn't help out next week. <laughs> Uh, so we've got the Frederick Scrubs uh, taking on Vienna. Rams are the best. Uh, Scrubs ended up taking this one 131.26 to 73.36. Unfortunately, a set of goose eggs from Elijah Mitchell and Jamison Williams. It's kind of the downfall here for the Rams. Josh Allen was his only double-digit scorer there with 24.3 points. Rams are going to end up sliding to 5-2 and two here. Scrubs continue to get a lot of production up and down this lineup. Several bench slots even outscored his starters. I think the only question we really have for the Scrubs moving forward is Will Mac Jones ever see the field? Who knows? Maybe this week. <laughs> uh, next one up, we got Philly City Wyvers versus the Lewisburg Luchadors. Brothers and lovers battled it out as the O'Brien brothers took stage in this Week 7 matchup. This one was decided late Sunday night as A.J. Brown continued his 100-yard streak, but it was all but over early as Lamar Jackson was our overall point scorer this week with 33.8 points. Justin had solid performances by Gus Edwards in the Giants' defense, but... Pretty underwhelming performances by Devontae and Curtis Samuel. Uh, that helped Citywide pull this one away pretty easily. The home run hitters, 3-4, and four, lost to the Jagannath, 3-4, 59-97. And stop me if you heard this before, but the hitters also had three goose eggs this week. Uh, and their squad had Henry, Mixon, Tannehill, and Bryce Young on bye. I mean, there's just... Sometimes you get screwed. It just seems like week seven was a really bad bye week for a lot of people. So there's really not much they can do. Um, now, meanwhile, the Jagannath is lurking on the playoff bubble. So this win came at a perfect time. Kamara is just proving to be a steal at $37. And then he also got Zay Flowers, his number one pick this year, who's just been a draft and immediately start player and been consistent points throughout the year. It's really going to be interesting to see if they can battle back from a slow start to grab that playoff spot. And maybe they're going to come up in the next segment. All right. And with our next matchup, we had Pensatawney, Pensive Parakeets at 6-1, and one, beat the Darnstown Drews 3-4, and 101.50 to 74.78. Uh, Drew had a chance coming down the stretch, only if Purdy was able to be a top-five quarterback like everyone says he was going to be. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, he just had 12.78 points, which was actually less than Mac Jones even had this past week. So we'll go on to that later. But unfortunately, uh, he was not able to pull it out. Even with his max team, he still wasn't even up to pull past Evan. Thank God Evan went out and spent over $100 on Patrick Mahomes because without that, he would have been less than Drew. So what a great matchup this week. So we got Virginia Ground and Pound versus the Arlington Darlings. Ground and Pound came in and lost again. They are 1-6. To the Arlington Darlings that are five and two. It was 106.76 for the Darlings to 83.9 for the Ground and Pound. Um, really, Ground and Pound had no chance here since they were only Ground and Pound. They actually had no quarterback with Easton Stick putting up a 0 0.00, not even getting a start. And Bijan, uh, you know, sick, I guess, with 0.3 points or whatever he was doing in uh, in his meetings. Uh, luckily, he did have Jamar Gibbs finally come out and have a good game for him at 20. 23.81 point, but other than that, uh, there was no chance to, to come back from this one. Scott, you seemed a little salty about that Mac Jones uh, comment. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know, it's, it's just... 
See, I'm going to get flack for that, all right? <laughs> you're poking the bear and they're going to blame me. All right, moving on. We've got the Maniac Loose Cannons, 4-3, and three, defeating Fancy Footwork, 2-5, and 113-84. And really, the Loose Cannons have to be so happy with the return of Barkley and Javante Williams bolstering the team. But again, and stop me if you've heard this before, but it was the 31st pick in this draft, Puka Nakua, who keeps leading this squad. Uh, this is also, by the way, their fourth win in a row. And I have to ask another question, Scott. How does it feel knowing that you have their first round pick, seeing it go from 0-3 to 4-3? So, a little bit of strategy here. Uh, it turns out, from even this year in the draft, it seems like the top three picks aren't even the best picks. Sometimes it's better to slide down a little bit, pay a little less, and let everyone else screw up and get the guy you need anyway. Mm -hmm. So sometimes getting the highest pick isn't always the best thing. So, you know, sit, wait, and let good things happen. I like that. Glass half full. Now, the footwork have to have, be happy with Jonathan Taylor coming back, but with Stroud and Lamb on by and McCaff, Metcalf a surprise inactive, they were just in a tough spot. Really hard to see if they could win, but I'm very interested to see if they can actually turn their season around. They did kind of the same thing last year where I believe they started the season like 0-5 and, and then eventually came back. Uh, they were still the fifth pick in the draft, but it was better than number one overall. Now, the last game, and this is the game of the week, the Monocacy Street meets 3-4, and four, defeated the Breezewood Nuts 5-2, and 154-140. to 140. You know, it's always rough to score the second most points and still lose. Let me hear your thoughts. CJ, let's start with you. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, anytime you put up 140 points in fantasy football, especially in a 16-team league like we are, you got to feel really, really good about your chances. And you ran into a tough one this week. I mean, Tyler got a really lot of great output from Kelsey, Dustin Hopkins with 22 points, Jalen Hurts with the 23 there. I mean, it just he started running away with it pretty quickly. I thought last night we were going to see Greg Joseph maybe pull off those six field goals. He started off pretty quick, and uh, unfortunately for Breezewood, it just didn't quite come through. But, yeah, that was a hell of a game. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. You do expect more from Jared Goff and maybe a little bit more from Stafford there to help keep it up. But coming back from uh, yeah, all those big points, I mean, almost everyone on this team other than Zach Evans had double digits. So – it's, it's really hard to come back, especially when, what, what do we see here? We got Jalen Hurts with 20 points. You got Travis Kelsey with almost 30 points. You got Dustin Hopkins with 22 points. And then the defenders, or the commander's defense with 11 points. That's, uh, that's just hard to even, hard to play against. Every hour, millions of fantasy football players are dropped from their teams, abandoned, forgotten. Kellen Mond dropped only two hours after he was picked up, his potential left untapped. Dante Foreman was gone in just 12 hours. Heartless monsters abuse these players, seeing them only as ones and zeros, but they really need is X's and O's. Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Please say that you'll be the answer for an innocent player who needs your help. For just a roster spot a month or a subscription to the podcast, 
You can rescue these players from the churn and burn lifestyle of the waiver wire. And who knows, they might end up saving you. Now, gentlemen, I have a drinking game for us. And we have not played, so if you at home would like to play along, by all means. The game is called Pretender or Contender. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you Fantasy Pro's power rankings. Whether or not they are going to make the playoffs according to Fantasy Pro's, then I'm going to give you the RTS power rankings, and finally, total points scored, and you're going to guess the team. If you're right, I drink. If you're wrong, you drink. Now, to make it a little bit more fair, I have texted you the list of teams. I've given you eight teams out of this that I'm going to ask you about. The six that I'm going to ask you about, three of them Fantasy Pros thinks are going to make the playoffs, and three of them are not going to make the playoffs. Now, for the listeners at home, I'll rattle these teams off. This doesn't really mean anything to the non-league members, but I'm sure our league mates would like to hear what we're talking about. It's going to be Philly Citywide, Maniac Luke's Cannons, Darnstown Droosh, Arlington Darlings, Monocacy Street Meat, Lewisburg Luchadors, Vienna Rams, and finally, Joe's Primo Team. Now, the first one up, Scott, you're going to go. This is a playoff team. Fantasy Pros has them ranked 10th, but RTS has them ranked 4th. They're 5th most points in the league. Now, I am seeing you on your computer. Do not cheat. Oh, no, no, I just got to name the teams up here, so... Uh, what team am I talking about? So, I'm going to say you're talking about Maniac Blues Cannons. <laughs> that would be incorrect. So. Oh. Drink away. The team is the Philly Citywide, <gasps> and Fancy Pros has them fifth out of the seven playoff teams. Very interesting, and because I actually think this is the first of that division. I can't remember what their division name is, but I think it's the first of their division to actually get in. Um, do you have any comments on Philly Citywide? Is this a, appropriate? Do you do do you feel like they're a contender? Uh, yeah, you got to say that they have to be considered a contender. I mean, you got Lamar Jackson up there. You you have plenty of quarterbacks. You have Jordan Love on your team, so you have the options there. I guess those are the only two quarterbacks he has. But he's got two starting quarterbacks. Uh, he's got Keenan Allen, who's unstoppable. He's got A.J. Brown, who's unstoppable. Uh, Aaron Jones, uh, I don't know how Aaron Jones has been doing this year. Very poorly. Uh, he's been <laughs> injured a lot, so he's really not. Other other than if he can get uh, some running backs going here, uh, he's got he's got a team that can put up points. I mean, you have two starting quarterbacks and you have two starting wide receivers that put up points every week. You are going to be hard to beat. Yeah, great. All right, CJ, you're up next. Now, this is not a playoff team. They are 8th on Fantasy Pros Power Rankings, 11th on RTS, and 10th. In total points scored this season, what team is it? Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Drush on this one. Actually. No, oh. no, you're not. That's a that's an interesting guess, but uh, felt good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking about the Lewisburg Luchadors, unfortunately, who made the big trade for Devontae Adams, who has not helped them win a single game. In fact, they went from 3-0 and to 3-4 and since that trade. Tell me, are the Luchadors a pretender? I think they are a pretender, unfortunately. Yeah, I think um, just looking up and down the lineup, I mean, we've got some good players here for sure. Having two at least starting quarterbacks that I'll say are maybe above the top third of the league, maybe top half of the league. Um, it's a good spot to be in. But outside of that, there's just there's really not a lot. You know, I mean, George Pickens is good. But now that Devon, or Deontay Johnson's back, I think it really kind of caps what his potential really is in that offense. Um, Devontae Adams... He could potentially be on the move. I mean, I know they've said that he's going to stay around no matter the trade request, but obviously there's not a lot going on there in Vegas and not a lot of upside for one of the better wide receivers. So, yeah, I mean, even in real football, he may be on the move. So maybe we see him on the move again here in uh, in the league as well. Interesting. All right, CJ, I'm going to go with you again. This is a playoff team. They're six on Fantasy Pros, eighth on Power Rankings for RTS, and they scored the eighth most points. Who am I talking about? I feel like this one's got to be the Rams. It is the Rams. All right. All right. Here's my buddy. So are they a contender? Uh, It's tough, though. You know, I think Rams are a good spot. You know, they've got a a good, solid roster up and down if you look at it. Obviously, losing Justin Jefferson really hurts. He's going to be out for these, you know, couple weeks here. But assuming he returns into the health that he can, it's a pretty deep lineup. Daryl Henderson joining the mix is... A number one running back now for the Rams is obviously a huge uh, pickup. You know, last week starting Mitchell and and um, getting you know no points out of him hurts, but I think with McCaffrey and his health as well, you never know. You may see Mitchell come back and and be a part of that offense long term down the road. But yeah, I like it. I mean, Josh Allen is our number one quarterback in fantasy football, and it's hard to beat that guy sometimes. All right, I'm back. By the way, I had to stop and get more alcohol. The next team is not a playoff team, Scott. They're 14th on R- they're 14th on Fantasy Pros, but 7th on RTS Power Rankings and they're third in most points scored this season. What team am I talking about? Because that's all over the place. So, I know this one because I've been watching the points way too much. I'm going to have to say this is Joe's primo team. And you are correct, and I will start drinking. Are they a pretender? So, Joe's primo team, are they a contender? Well, after a week like last week, you would have to say yes. But I do I do like this team. You got a player like Christian McCaffrey who can throw up 20 points any great, wonderful to have. You have Tua, he's been outstanding. So that is oof, oof, oof. I mean, other than that. I think I'm going to have to counter you on this, though, yeah. unfortunately. I think Joe's is a pretender. You know, I think looking up and down the roster, like, yeah, we've got some really solid people here. Christian McCaffrey is the most amazing player we have seen for the last 17 weeks of football. Mm. But 17 weeks in a row, I don't know if it's going to continue to last, right? right? That train has to end eventually. And as we start going down the stretch, I don't think we're going to see a touchdown a game from him. Jalen Wyatt looked pretty good, but two receptions – that's not a whole lot to hang your hat on. You've got to get a little bit more production if you really want to be efficient. And losing Anthony Richardson early really, really dampened this team. So going into it with one quarterback is going to be a challenge. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. That same thing for me. The minute you lose a quarterback, all of a sudden everything gets just infinitely harder. Especially when the depth is not there. Yeah. All right, Scott, I'm going back to you. Now, obviously, the odds are in your favor, mm. but this is a playoff team. They are seventh on Fancy Pros, fifth on RTS, but ninth in total points scored. What team am I talking about? Oh, we. I'm going to say Vienna Rams the best. We have already oh, gone that. through Give Vienna Rams on the best. So I'm going to say that you're wrong and you have to drink. <laughs> this is the Maniac Loose Cannons. Ah. Are they a contender? Are the Maniac Loose Cannons a contender? Yes, they are a contender. They are looking like they have talent on every part of the roster. You got quarterbacks that you can start. Um, hell, and they might even got Will Levis starting this week. Who knows? <laughs> so sharing a start. So at least he's actually going to have a chance to see the field. You got Saquon Barkley. You got Devontae Williams to come back and look strong when he runs. Um, the wide receiver court, I mean, Jerry Judy is not looking very well. You kind of want something else there. Chris Olave it was just caught speeding 70 and 835. So that's probably not very good for his future on the starting lineup. Uh, Puka Nakua, what a great get to have. Um, beyond that, though, you go look at the bench, and I am not seeing much else of anything else. You got to hope Najigba can can turn it up a little bit, but beyond that, um, it's a it's a nice starting lineup. You just got to hope no one gets hurt. Yep. But and so you're sticking with it. I'm sticking you, with it. You think they're, they're a contender in this league? Okay. Last one. We've got three options. They are not a playoff team, but Fantasy Pros has them as the second best team this year. RTS, on the other hand, has them the ninth best team, and they are exactly seventh in total points score. CJ, what team am I talking about? I think this one has to be the Droosh. This is the Droosh! Oh. Very nice. So, uh, do you agree that they are a pretender? <sighs> I actually have them as a contender right now. It is amazing. They are three and four, but I mean, looking up and down the roster, it's solid. I mean, everywhere you look, Joe Burrow obviously started off really slow. Purdy is is what Purdy is, I guess. But Austin Eckler's coming back healthy. Brandon Ayuk's look great. Deontay Johnson's back. I mean, this team's pretty good. It's got a lot of depth. He's got a lot of running back help here as well. And yeah, I mean, I really see that he could be a team that if he puts a little stretch here together is going to make it and make a run at it maybe. And honestly, he's got A-Chain coming back, who has been one of the craziest players we've seen out of a rookie draft, maybe ever. Very, like, gives you that Kamara vibe, right? As, like, comes into the league as a third-round pick and immediately is a top-five guy. I think the most interesting thing for Drush is week nine, he's got, like, five starters on bye, which is extremely hard. Whenever you're pairing a wide receiver and a quarterback Purdy, and Ayuk, that's always going to be hard, but he's got like three more guys on by, I believe. And then, and he's playing the nuts, the number one team in our league, at least in, from a total point scored. I, I don't know if you can even argue it. And then week 11, he plays the scrubs, which is going to be a must win game for both teams. If he racks up six losses, that's hard to overcome. So you can understand why he might be considered 
a pretender in the sense of not making the playoffs. But gentlemen, is there any other team that you want to talk about that we have not mentioned, whether a guaranteed playoff team right now, like a Scrubs, or maybe even someone like, I don't know, a Jagging Off? Jagoffs are fun, man. We've had a, a fun time getting into the league this year. It's been uh, eye-opening jumping into a 16-team league. Um, most of my others have always been 12, so adding those four people is, is definitely something different. And a super flex league adds a whole other element to it. But uh, I don't know. We've got a good little base. We have a little bit of depth that we've tried to, to build. We've got a couple you know, guys that have gotten the, the field and seen the field that I didn't really expect to see much playing time this year. So it's cool. We'll see how the next two weeks go, and we'll see if we're buyers or sellers come uh, come week ten or not. So love it, Scott. Uh, I think all the other teams are pretty much well planned out here, like Breezewood Nuts cruising. You got Henson Parakeets is the only one that might have a chance to slide out, but the the their record right now is proving that they will overcome. They they could even lose the rest of their game and probably still make the playoffs. So, uh, I think we got it. I'm good. All right. Then let's move on to next week's predictions. So, we're going to go through all of the matchups for our fantasy league, and we're going to give you the point, uh, the spread, and you'll get get to decide whether you think they're going to win or not. First matchup is Maniac Loose Cannons versus the I Am Zill Cartographers. Right now, I think the site has me as like, or yeah, the loose cannons is a seventy-point favorite. We're not going to go too much into it. I'm zero and seven in the league, and I want to lose, so I don't think anything is going to change. The biggest issue would be whether Kyler Murray comes back. That's going to be a thorn in my side because he was the top five quarterback at one point in time. But let's move on. CJ, take the next game. All right. So first matchup of the week, we've got the Frederick Scrubs, who are four and three, going up against the home run hitters at three and four. Scrubs is a thirty-five point favorite going into this tonight. I assume it may drop as we start to see some some changes made. But uh, I got Scott in this one. Um, Jordan Addison's taken over as the number one with um, Justin Jefferson out. He's looked just absolutely amazing in his first year in the NFL. Um, Hawkinson from the Iowa Hawkeyes tight end farm is just another animal. And the depth on this team is just really good. I mentioned it earlier. The real question with this team is just, will Mac Jones see the field? He really put on a good performance last week. And I think, honestly, with a team that was only starting one quarterback, it's a real question to be made. Do you want to maybe secure 12 to 19 points every week? And it seems like a good option. But, yeah, home run hitters is going to be in some trouble here. They get Bryce Young back. But the question I really have with this team is Derrick Henry. Um, they've got Taji Spears on the bench and who looked like a really admirable number one running back if he needed to take the place. And Derrick Henry in real football may be on the move. So if he moves in real football, does this mean the home run hitters now have two number one running backs or do they now have trade bait somewhere? So that's kind of my question for this one here. But um, yeah, I've got scrubs in this one. Punxsutawney, Pensa, Parakeets at 6-1 and one going against the Virginia Ground and Pound at 1-6. So talk about a mirror image of a team here. This game is going to go pretty much how the records say. We are going to have Punxsutawney just ram right through the Ground and Pound here. <laughs> I mean, Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, Raheem Mostert, Tony Pollard, Calvin Ridley, Rome, uh, Romeo Dobbs. I, these are just killer names, and, and we're going against a team that's not even starting a quarterback. 
So I think that pretty much says it all right there. No, no, I'll take, uh, I don't even know what the points are, but I will take pensive with, with whatever points. We also had the Darnstown Droosh three and four versus Fancy Footwork two and five. The Droosh are 15 point favorites in this matchup as it stands. However, Fancy Footwork does not have Desmond Ritter in. That may be by design, by the way. Hard to tell because he has added C.J. Stroud to the lineup who was on the bye last week. So he may feel more comfortable with Taylor moving on, uh, moving forward. Uh, this is obviously, as we've already said, must-win game for Drush. And I think that the spread is actually a little bit high. I'm very interested to see how Jonathan Taylor for the fancy footwork continues to play. We all know that he could pull out a 200-yard game. And knowing Drew's luck after he kind of talks some shit about fancy footwork going after fan, uh, excuse me, Jonathan Taylor in uh, at, for a trade before the season started, I could absolutely see this biting Drew in the back. But you've got De- Deontay Johnson. Travis Etienne has been playing super well. Austin Eckler, we're just waiting for him to return back to form. At the end of the day, I find it very difficult to uh, pick anything other than Drew. 72% chance to win, according to RTS right now. Give me Drush. I think it also helps. I'm so sorry. I'm going to add one more thing in. Dalton Kincaid. uh, Knox has just gone out for the Bills. So Kincaid is the number one tight end. He got seven or eight catches last week for 75 yards. Good point total. This could be one of the saviors of the Drew season if he can maintain that consistency. So very interested to see. Yeah, he's looked really good, and that connection has really come to fruition the last couple weeks. Uh, next up, we got Philly Citywide versus Joe's Primo team. Uh, right now, we've got a 15.5-point favorite here for Philly Citywide. And this is going to be a really close one. It's a really good matchup, too. We've got the top two teams of the division here. Uh, the division that is the fantasy teams with low self-esteem. Uh, Philly Citywide sitting at 5-2 and two and Joe sitting at 4-3. and three. Um, It's going to be a good one. Um, I think we've got a pretty close one. Philly Citywide, uh, I think, is going to win. I think Joe will end up covering. Um, A.J. Brown is going up against the Commanders again. Uh, last time, if I'm not mistaken, 34 points for A.J. Brown. So pretty favorable matchup there for him. Um, Dallas defense, though, is just this question mark on the other side for Joe's Primo team. We're talking about a team that in two weeks combined for 72 points, but in two weeks also combined for one point. It's like a coin toss. You never know what you're going to get. So who knows what we're going to get out of that side there. And like I already mentioned with Christian McCaffrey, I just I think the tr- touchdown train is has got to stop at some point in time. So give me Philly Citywide. So the next game that we have here, we have the Breezewood Nuts at 5-2, and two, hosting the Lewisburg Luchadors at Three and four. Uh, the spread is actually very close here. It says it is a half a point spread, yet you look at it and it seems to be a little more one sided than that. Breezewood has had incredible luck when it comes to the running backs. Definitely going to have to find someone other than Jerome Ford this week to slide in there, yet they could probably just slide in like a Royce Freeman. If he can, I mean, what did he do last week? He put up 70 some yards, I believe. Uh, 66 yards what? Ball totes. Royce Freeman? Royce Freeman. Oh, put yeah. What? Yeah, so when it comes down to it, the Rams can run the ball no matter who has the ball. They just want to let people run. So if you can start a Rams running back, 
I would suggest doing it because they all can do it. Doesn't matter. What? They can all, what a so blast you, from the past! You like slide, you slide that in there. A few. What was he? A former first round pick? Or he, first, he was, if I recall, in the first rookie draft. I believe he was the third overall pick in our draft. Wow. First rookie draft for our league. So he's got some potential to throw in there. Plug him in. Start. Um, I don't see the the Dante Foreman uh, recapping again like last week, but he still has other players that can perform and cover that gap. Uh, Lewisburg does have talent that they have out there. The problem is I just don't see enough of it. Uh, Russell Wilson, what's he going to do this week against Kansas City? They've been very good on defense. Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, I, what are you going to get with Kenny Pickett? You're going to get probably about another 10 points with him. Uh, I don't see Lewisburg throwing enough up there to close the gap, so I'm going to go with Joe and obviously give me the points at a half a point because I'm I'm thinking he's going to Lewisburg's going to need more than that. I'm so sorry. I need to correct myself because I will receive an email saying you got this wrong. Royce Freeman was the fourth overall pick oh, in our first boo, draft. Yeah, I'm so. Boo. I apologize. I know a lot that probably caused a lot of consternation. Now. We have two Game of the Weeks this week. The first is Jagged Off, 3-4 and four versus Vienna Rams are the best, 5-2. and two. Jagged Off are favorites by a half a point. So, obviously, the spread is very close. Scott, I'm going to start with you. Well, we are going to see the Jagged Off win in here. Close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if you look down these rosters left to right, uh, we are pretty much equal almost spot to spot here. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been one of the top quarterbacks this year, uh, and we got him matched up against Josh Allen. You've got Sam Howell and Dak Prescott going against each other. Daryl Henderson, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Alvin Kamara, J- Jalen Warren. I mean, like, this is... Uh, that's about to be as close as the game as we're going to get. I will say that I do think Jagunov is going to win, mostly because uh, we got Kirk Cousins throwing it to uh, to uh, Jordan Addison, so obviously they're going to be putting up big points this week. Um, <laughs> now I'm worried about Ezekiel Elliott this week because I've heard I've heard rumors of, of uh, Ramondre Stevenson getting all the totes and getting a couple hundred yards and Ezekiel getting nothing. So, other than that, though, I think he can still hold it off, and I'm going to go with jagging off with the win here. CJ, I'm so sorry. Did it seem like a lot of his, like, commentary on your game was actually about him? It seemed a lot more scrub positive there than jag off positive. Yeah, yeah, that's a little weird, but all right. What do you think of your own matchup? I think it's going to be close, man. I mean, really, looking up and down these two lineups, it's splitting hairs. I mean... Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Dak, Sam Howell. I mean, Philly played a pretty good game against Howell last time. He put up 19 points, I think, so still an above-average uh, point scorer in, in this league. But, yeah, it's going to be really close. I mean, I think we both match up pretty well, and I'm excited, you know. Sometimes to uh, be the best, you got to beat the best. So let's see if we can take him down. All right. The Monocacy Street meet versus the Arlington Darlings. Currently, I have this matchup. Even. CJ, let's start with you this time. Who do you have in the game of the week? Another tough one. You know, I think um, Tyler put on a really good performance last week, our top point scorer, but 
I think I got the darlings here. You know, I think the darlings are going to end up coming back and pulling this one out. Kyle Juszczyk in the running back slot is a little concerning for me, but man, that wide receiver core is strong. Honestly, looking at both of these teams, I did a little research earlier. We're on pace for potentially three, maybe even four 1,000-yard receivers on both of these squads. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're both pretty stacked to the gills with wide receivers, and I think that's really what this is going to come down to. Whichever team's wide receivers play better and slash tight end here with Kelsey and Andrews, I think that's really where this game is going to come down to. I agree. The running back room on both of these teams is sick, just <laughs> in, in, in a bad way. Just we, <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk, we're starting Kyle Juszczyk uh, over, I guess, Miles Sanders still because Miles Sanders is a flaming hot pile of garbage. Uh, but then you go on the other side and you still you look at more garbage. So... Other than that, I mean, we got some of the best wide receivers, though, in the NFL on both of these teams. And that is why both of these teams are the records that they are. And that is why these teams are putting up the points that they are putting up. They also both have two starting quarterbacks, which is indeed very scary. So uh, with my look on this game, I'm actually going to... I'm going to say Deshaun Watson has a comeback game a little bit here, and I'm going to give the Darlings the advantage on this one. Really interesting. And I think it's worth noting two things. One, the fact that the Meat only had... Excuse me. I'm so sorry, Tyler. The Meat only had one quarterback two weeks ago. Now they have three, including Gardner Minshew. The second thing that I want to point out is after that comment that Miles Sanders is flaming garbage... Who do you think, CJ, owns Chuba Hubbard? If I'm not mistaken, he may be the running back slot in the Scrubs lineup. Oh, oh, but he... I, Super flex, I'm sorry. He might have been, but since... <laughs> if you guys want to go back and click on my roster again, I might have moved Macaroni Jones into the Chuba spot. Let's go! Let's put Macaroni in the Sound spot. My man has a noodle arm, that's for sure. But this week... It's that's not fair. That's my quarterback. Most sack QB must be started. Flex or QB, okay. Scott, let's go with you. Who well, do you wins this award? So this might have been why I put Mac Jones in my starting lineup, but I'm not going to go over that little that little <laughs> aspect of my team yet. Um, uh, but I think the obvious choice here would be Sam Howell. So if I'm not going to choose my own team, I'm going Sam Howell for the win here. I think Drew set this all up. I think he set himself up to put Joe Burrow against the San Francisco 49ers defense. Oh. And if that doesn't work, it's Brock Purdy versus Cincinnati. So I'm going to go with Drew here in this one with, uh, let's say Joe Burrow. Let's say Joe Burrow. Brilliant. I think that's absolutely what happened. Yeah. If I have to guess, I'm going to go with myself. Kyler Murray, definitely coming back this week. ACL injury. He thinks he can run against defenses. He can't. Falls. Fails. That's the game, boys. And that is also our podcast. Thank you, gentlemen, for both joining. I think that went very well. And I hope and wish you both good luck in your weeks this week. I'm coming out of my draft and I've been doing just fine Gotta, gotta do well because I want it all It started out with a trade, how did it end up like this?
Stomach is sick, and it's all in my head, but it's winning it all. 